Welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, D. Dylan Bear, and Ryan Griffin, delivering the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, gridiron lovers? It is that time, college Football is right around the corner, and we've got your Big Ten and CFP and Top 25 college football show for you right here. And as a special treat, the man, the man at DSN is joining us tonight, the one and only Don Drysdale. The poker table is complete. We've got Paul Roshan, Dylan Bear, Ryan Griffin, myself, Matt Bassett, and the one and only a shout out to AJ. We'll get him on eventually. Can't believe you the one and your only own fiance like Don that. Drysdale is with us. Don, welcome to Sports Carnage. Woo, 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 woo. Guys, it's been a long time coming, man. I'm glad to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Uh, so I guess we can crack practice. this one up to the lightning striking during my son's baseball game. Otherwise, this would not be happening. Ryan pulled through. <laughs> I, I, he said I he would, would flood the field. I would just like to point out that Don is good enough for this, our favorite <laughs> podcast all year, but apparently is not good enough to break a tie. <laughs> I tried to break the tie. We didn't establish yeah, well, that hey, in the beginning. Numbers oh, that's don't right. lie. That is numbers right. Numbers don't lie. That's right. We're, yeah, we got to start with that. Yeah, so, so what's the so what's the deal? What who ended up? Uh, we had a we had the, uh, the two part. The, we had the, the right two part. Ended up winning. <laughs> <laughs> the two parts. The sports carnage movie bracket, and that our no finalist. Came down. You shut up, Jesus! It's not even accurate. It's not even accurate. We had twelve downloads, which is not accurate. The count was broken clearly. Anyway, our final two came down to remember the Titans, and it came down to the remake of the Longest Yard, the Adam Sandler version. So. Throughout the show, we had broken ties in a certain way, but all of a sudden, oh, two God. people were afraid of that way working against them, so they brought it to you, the people. Dylan, you see what's so, happening here? And you yeah, did not disappoint. Way, He's trying no, to unite us. By the way, I do want to. I want to I make sure that we're framing this correctly. As Paul and I explicitly said multiple times, we knew what the outcome was going to be. We just didn't like just how that outcome it. was going to come uh-huh. out. And so what time. happened is... <laughs> Paul put the uh, put the uh, poll out there, and I don't know why he sounded like a parakeet saying his name, but uh, we had our votes. We had over 200 people uh, who decided, you know what, I'm going to press a button on a poll, but I won't listen to the reason why oh I'm voting. Oh, my God, so will you fantastic. stop attacking? Uh, right. And... God. right now. And... As a listener, I've the been results, insulted more uh, the times results, than The results... <laughs> Of the Sports Carnage movie bracket, the inevitable, and I think not surprising to any of us whatsoever, is that, remember the Titans, by a three-fourths margin, yeah, 75% to 25%. How would you get excited about it? So we you, just named the best sports there, movie of all time. <laughs> you people out there, thank you for making the right choice. And thank you for your participation, though, which we actually had. I appreciate you participating in the wrong thing. Listen uh, so to our doing? stuff. I will say 75-25 <laughs> is actually closer than I thought it would be. What? 
what? Especially uh, with Paul's, ter- especially I, I with Paul's terrible too. gift choice. With remember the yeah. Titans yeah. and the gift of the I did not have and them an winning option. the championship, and then you just have Chris Rock pointing his finger and smiling. Yeah, but you know, wish. but you know that scene. You know that's the gotcha. Like it's by not way, like it's not a on. scene you no. don't know just by looking at it. I'm aware, but but one was obviously better than the other. I will say, Paul, that you do have an option to upload your own image. You could have pulled a yes, gift because I that didn't see really that. made no. the difference. First of all, it does matter. You shut your old mouth. <laughs> oh God! I, I looked and I well, did I thought, not I see that. So like my apologies to letting the longest yard down. I don't think it was going to matter, but maybe we let could let it down. You got to a place maybe. it never should have gotten to. Oh. The final <laughs> oh. movie podcast. I want to point out that that the majority of this current room would have picked the longest yard. Wait, did so Matt pick a, against the longest yard? Yeah. What yes. a prick. That's, that's why we had this whole thing to begin with. What were you, you not here last week? You were you hey, not no, 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 no. You that's asked me which it. movie no, no. is better if you remember the Titans of the longest yard. Of course I picked against no, the longest no, no. yard. No, no, I'm not talking about between these two. I'm talking about to get to this point. In uh, depends on the matchup. Uh, I don't think along the way. I'd have, well, I'd have to see which movie didn't, didn't, Maybe I misheard. Did Matt not just say oh, it shouldn't have been here? No, it shouldn't have been here. Okay. Okay, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The, the longest yard went up movies. against Warrior, right? Paul, I want to point out that there is a gift that I've just found of Paul Crew throwing the football in the close-up in the nuts of the referee. So we you clearly yeah, weren't that, looking. That not would at not least got it to 28%. It's different gifts no, and dude. <laughs> no, dude, I'm telling you, you could have downloaded this and then uploaded it. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, there wasn't an option. option. Hey, hey, this show is going to be do, long enough. Right, we Shut do got to talk about college football. Because remember, the Titans wiped the floor with the longest Yes. So thank you to those that were out there that actually listened and voted in the poll. We do appreciate it. Well, at least most of us appreciate it. Intelligent voters. But as I said before, we have our college football preview show diving in to the Big Ten, diving in to who we think will be in the college football playoffs. So, Dylan, this is your show. Why don't you take it from here? Yes. All right, now I'm leaving for real. So we have a very exciting... Bye, bitch. This is is special. This is super special, folks, because by the time this cast comes out, tomorrow or two days from tomorrow... Uh, you are going to be witnessing the first of college football. We have been waiting so long for this beautiful game to be back, and that is why we got Don here, Paul begrudgingly is here, the rest of us were already here. It's a great time to be alive because college football is in our lives again. And obviously, we're very regional. I highly doubt anybody listening is not in Big Ten country. So rather than doing a macro where we talk about every single conference and whatever. We're going to really go into the Big Ten, and obviously specifically Michigan and Michigan State. That'll be interwoven. But And then we're going to you know talk about top 25 in the CFP, as Matt had said before. But the big portion of this is Big Ten football. And how I want to start off with this is I want to admit something, a revelatory thing that I've had over this offseason that I think everybody who's listened to this is going to be kind of shocked about. I'm going to make this as short as possible. (laughs) That's definitely not it. Uh, I have morals. Anyways, uh, no, my my realization came as discussion has kind of been heightening about parity with the sport. People are talking about how Alabama and Clemson are pretty much shoe-ins for the championship because they don't have pads. The ACC is obviously really easy. The SEC outside of Georgia, nobody can really contend with Alabama. And I've come to a realization that the Big Ten is the best conference. Now, 
obviously, I, I'm, I'm sure in Paul's head it's ringing, no shit, no shit, no shit. Now, I do want to point something out that my argument had always been on a national stage for national titles, is the Big Ten going to be able to compete on a consistent basis for a national title? I still don't think that's true, but I do think it's the best conference. And the reason I say that, number one, in the AP and coaches, seven Big Ten teams are in there. That is not a small feat. On top of that, the fact that the Big Ten hasn't been in the college football playoff for two years just means not that we're bad. It means we keep cannibalizing each other. It means that the SEC is able to get these teams in. No, no, it's it's absolutely not that because thirty-one nothing, thirty-eight nothing. Our last two showings in the college. Hold so, up. So, so wait a minute. So two games are indicative of an entire conference. Uh, two out of the last my... four college football playoffs, and we've two only been shutouts. Two? Yes, <laughs> two shutouts. Matt, yes. and clearly in the two years straight Matt, shutout. Clearly, and again, you're not listening to what I'm saying because again, I agree from a national title gaining perspective. The SEC and ACC are going to be the ones who consistently get the titles. The Southern teams, national title-wise, they're going to get them. But that does not mean they're better conferences. <laughs> the Big Ten, top to bottom, is a better overall All right. conference. You get a ribbon. Yeah. I, look, I'm just yeah, saying I, I don't it's, even it's know about something that, that I know really should be pointed out. Ranked, so I, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I'm glad. who should be ranked. <laughs> we'll get to that. Fuck Scott Frost. Is Don here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I want to hear from Don. Listening. Don is very quiet, and I don't like this. I'm, I want to listen to Don, Dylan. See what he's Don got to say. Don is a beautiful voice. Yeah. I, I agree Don with Don. Don't no, don't, no, we don't want that rabbit hole. Don. We're, we're starting off on a great note, but what I like is that Dylan's come around to the fact that it's not all about titles. Your depth matters. I mean, look at the ACC. The ACC is objectively the worst conference in the land. In all the land, they are the absolute worst. Yet they the might bottom. have yeah. the best team, and they have two of the last four championships, which is why, again, titles are not indicative of your conference as a whole. And SEC water carriers have been carrying that banner for a long time. Yo, they've but been it's right for a long time. Ridiculous. And it's as a wonderful video that we all watched, I think, although judging from Matt's comments, great. maybe he oh, didn't watch so it the other night. <laughs> it's ridiculous how when the SEC, if a really good team – loses to a perceived garbage team, it's, oh, the SEC is so deep. But if the same happens in the Big Ten, it's their good teams suck. And you're going to see this this year in the Big Ten West. Now, the Big Ten West is not as good as the Big Ten East, but I think it is going to be the most improved division in all of football. I think there are, I think four of the six teams have a legitimate chance to win it. And you can make an argument, or no, there's seven teams, right? Five of seven. You can make an argument. You can make all an argument for five. Not all of them, but you can make oh for bowl eligibility. Ooh, Rutgers or Illinois Minnesota. and Purdue. Which, which ones? Illinois are the and Purdue are the bottom two. Illinois is in there. So it's Illinois, Purdue, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Northwestern. And Northwestern. See, Il- you yeah. guys know I'm big on Illinois, and we'll talk about that later. I, yeah. But I, well, I'm, that's because really, you're Brandon Peters' uncle. Um, it it actually doesn't have that <laughs> much at least to do with Brandon to Peters, though he is obviously a huge upgrade. But it's a lot about their running game, their defense, Lovey Smith's beard, uh, uh, and the new facility. That 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 thing. Well, is new facility is going to make more of an impact on the road. I mean, it will help them grow as a team, but that's going to help with recruiting a ton. No, they got an Xbox in there now. They're all focused. No, on they have an they have an so eighty million dollar. I don't want to start by being a dick, but since you're being so asshole, you started the day. Their facilities Hey-o. are now much better than MSU's. Yeah, 
And yeah, I mean, if you if you look at, I'm not trying to say that as a slight. Illinois just poured money into their program, so I I like the investment. I mean, you got an NFL guy leading it. I, I've always liked Lovey Smith. It's a nice. Day. I don't. You know, I'm I, I'm curious. Do you like Lovey Smith? Yeah, I do. Who? Dylan. Oh, that's such a tough. I, I knew it'd be tough, tough for you. So Dylan is a longtime Bears fan. For those that don't know, how do you so, not like the man that brought you to the Super Bowl? Five years. Because he squandered a really good roster, and he is at least in he part was, he was supposed the to reason be the Peyton why. Why Rex Grossman as the quarterback? Well, that's the problem. Is that you would think that he would have changed his ways, and I mean, in fairness, Lovey did kind of perpetuate our problems. So, like, Wait, I, I wasn't love. Wasn't there the another dude, quarterback that QB to yeah. a bunch of games for the Bears on the way to that Super Bowl? Kyle Orton. Uh, no, Kyle Orton. Did it matter? No, Orton, Orton <laughs> came in a few times, but no. I mean, they would have if they had no. a quarterback because they were the better team. They but that's not, not the better team. Fault. They got blown. They lost. They they lost by two scores, and they had. One of the worst quarterbacks Hold ever. On. And they started the game with a kick return. I was going to say that yeah, game started as well lead. as possible. So I mean, honestly, because it because we had the best kick game. returner in the entire, we had the best kick returner in NFL history. Again, we were the better overall team. Disagree. Okay. <laughs> I completely disagree. D- Dylan might be the only one. There's a reason yeah, I pulled like 21 points after the first after the first. It was play. not just Peyton Manning versus Rex Grossman. There was a reason the Colts were the favorite in that Super Bowl. But, I because mean, we didn't have a freaking quarterback. No, because dude. the Colts had a better overall team. Regardless, we're getting way too far down off topic. That is I not like indicative <laughs> of Lovey being a bad coach. Lovey is. Can, yeah, who's the better coach? Who's a better coach that Illinois turn. had in forever? They haven't. So you have mm. a, a legitimate coach. You have what I think is a decent quarterback. You have arguably the best running back in the conference and certainly a really, really good running room. Your defense is getting better every year. Their, their struggles are going to be purely offensive line based. If they can move bodies on the offensive line, they're going to be – they might win more than six games. The offensive line is probably going to limit them. Uh, especially Brandon Peters is a pocket passer. He, he's more mobile than people give him credit for. But uh, the reason this conversation started is because the Big Ten West is going to not be the punching bag they've been. But the winner of that division is probably going to have at least three losses because they I are would say going two they, at least in conference losses. They, yeah, they are going to cannibalize each other because they are a lot of them are very similar teams. I, I don't see. A lot of separation. They all are getting better, but they all have question marks. Uh, Wisconsin is Wisconsin, but their good quarterback is not ready. He's a true freshman. Mertz is not ready to step into that role. Cone has been there a while, but he doesn't have the ceiling. So they're in a transitional phase. But it's not like Wisconsin's had a quarterback since Russell Wilson anyways. Uh, Minnesota is on the up under P.J. Fleck. Everyone is on Nebraska, although I have a feeling that most of the people on this podcast feel similarly about them in the fact that it's ridiculous that they're in the top 25. Yeah. Um, but I, a four and eight team going to going into top 25 with not that much. They did start what? Oh, and seven. Oh, and six. No, oh, 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 they beat Michigan state. So to be fair. <laughs> oh, who called that? <laughs> All right. Wait. Who called, who called that six it's, it's months in advance? Right last year, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
hey, I, hey, I'm okay with that considering so that the I the argument that, for Nebraska that, that is twofold. Before it even they happened. were way better at the end of the year than they were at the beginning of the year. They have filtered out the guys that aren't going to be part of the future of the program that aren't buying into the system. It's Scott Frost's second year. They also have a pretty darn easy schedule. It's as easy as a Big Ten schedule can be. They don't play anyone out of conference. They have a lot of – they could arguably go undefeated at home. And that's where – that's their thing. If they if they go close, maybe win one, lose one game at home and win a couple on the road, they're in the mix in the West. I totally agree that's going to be much improved. But I do like Nebraska. I think Nebraska is going to win the kill West. Him, kill him with fire. So, so I want to, I want to, I want to mark this Woo. down somewhere because uh, it's marked down. It's they, on the goddamn podcast, man. Uh, what exactly. Do you mean? I know, I know they were four and eight last year, but they had some close games within that four and eight. Um, and finished four and two. Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, they, they had, a, they, they had they, that they, when they started sorry. out zero and six. They got they, the momentum. They had that nail biter against Michigan. I remember that game. They lost to Northwestern in overtime. They lost by what was it like less than a touchdown against Ohio, at Ohio State, I think. Uh, I was five points, which yep, is less, than, be a less than a touchdown. <laughs> Hold on, you guys have to understand. I'm math is not Dylan's strong. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Math, Mr. Math teacher over Dylan's here got, trying to spike my it. head on my show. Yeah. They, they also lost Jack the last Kobe, game at Kobe Iowa Shag, baby. by three, which that would be a field goal. Right, so right, they were a field right, goal away. That's three eight, points, eight, Dylan. Five and one in their last six. Just games. so you know, so I mean, army ass shit. I swear. So I mean, I, I, I think the West is going to be pretty crazy, though. I mean, they're, they're going to kill each other. I, the one thing uh, is Illinois, though. I think they're going to be an improved team. They've got a lot of guys coming back, but I'm just not sure who they're going to jump in the West, because I can see those top five teams all. I'm sorry, top six teams all having a shot at winning it. You ain't so from I'm Chicago, not, I'm but just you can not, still make Illinois. That's that's <laughs> Illinois' problem. So everybody in the West is getting better. Well, right. and Illinois' problem also is in six of their eight losses, they gave up over forty points. See, the thing is, I'm not. That can't happen. I'm again. not as worried about the defense this year. To me, it's all the, the offensive line. They, Williams, they, they have through that door. both the bodies coming <laughs> in and the and bodies returning. I got a Juice that, Williams that are some good players. Their offensive line is what's going to be their bottleneck because they have an absurd run game in one of the best running backs, certainly the best running back that nobody He's knows about. so good about. he can't name the guy. Reggie Corbin. Why can't I name <laughs> Thank him? Thank you. What I right. do, right. I'm sorry. When, when I talk football with you guys, I just expect that we know who I, I'm talking well, about. Well, it's not for us. It's for everyone That's else because that's that's I'll fair. be fair. That's How fair. many people are going right. to know? So Reggie Illinois Corbin football. averaged like, I don't know, Eight and a half yards of carry last year. Something just like exactly stupid. Exactly eight and a half. It was, in it the was Big really Ten. Out. So this isn't – these are defenses literally geared to stop the run. That's what they do best. These are good defenses geared to stop the run. And I just talked about how bad Illinois' offensive line is. It is brutal. It honestly – and I don't – well, it's because they're Illinois, but it's kind of frustrating that nobody talks about this guy – what he did is one of the most impressive seasons I have honestly ever seen by a young back, in, at least in the Big Ten, just because of the circumstances. He obviously had the best season yards per carry-wise in the Big Ten, just jaw-dropping numbers, but he did it on an absolute trash team that had nothing go for it with no offensive line against very good defensive fronts. 
That, to me, if they can control the game on the ground, the offensive line gets a little bit better. They have an actual quarterback now. It's going to open up a passing game because there's no way that you can say they don't have a good threat in the backfield. And he's not the only guy. They have a couple guys in the backfield that can move the ball. If they can control the ball, control the clock, keep the defense off the field, this is a 6-7 win team, which is not going to be good enough to contend in the West. But them making a bowl game this year is a huge win. I will say Illinois making a bowl game this year is equivalent to Michigan or Michigan State winning the Big Ten. That's that's Uh, not true. But but as a conference, as like a division, there are a lot of like really good overall players offensively on that side because you have Corbin, you have my guy, the one who's going to win – Possibly win the Heisman this year, exactly. Ron Dale Moore. We haven't even talked about Purdue yet. Jonathan I mean, Taylor. We don't, uh, I'm gonna. Hey, Jonathan right. Taylor is on there. Adrian Martinez is part of that. Is part of that group. To, like offensively, I think the Big Ten West is gonna look very much like the Big Twelve, where we're gonna see really high scoring games, and that is all the more reason why I have Iowa winning this, winning the division, because Iowa is, I would argue the only balanced team on both sides. See, Nathan would... Stanley is in his senior year, even though Ryan hates him. Don't know why. Couldn't well, tell you. Well, he tried Ricky to say Stanzi. he was better than Ricky Stanzi. I mean, I think that by this season – I mean, again, he only played two seasons. I think after this year, it will be definitive. Dylan does have a point. Let him play his last season. I do have he a question. Has, he's a senior. Is he's he a captain? Well, then, then don't say that he's better right now. I just want to know if he's a captain. Against – what does that matter? Against Big it's, Blank uh, Rick. completely inconsequential. <laughs> that does not matter. Well, because Paul I, I, was a captain I, I, in high school. So no shit. <laughs> but as far Let's as the Big Ten here. West goes, uh, I think it's more I, don't know if they, I think it's uh, more of a three-team race between Iowa, Dylan, I wasn't Wisconsin. Oh. <laughs> I know you weren't. I know you weren't. <laughs> okay. and, uh, and Northwestern. I love, Northwestern, I love Rondale more, not as much as... Dylan does, but he's a fantastic player. I don't see Illinois making that step to contention. They could make a bowl game, or they might just fall short and be like five and seven. And then Nebraska again, four wins last year. So, to for me this year, you even making a big step puts you at like seven wins overall. Now we've seen teams go from four wins to ten wins, eleven wins, things like that before, but. I don't see that with Nebraska, at least not yet, but I'm not as big of a believer um, in Scott Frost as you guys are. I do like Adrian Martinez from what he did as a true freshman starting quarterback last year, and I didn't even like him that much last year, but then just kind of when you reflect on the season and you realize it's an 18- or 19-year-old, you know, however old he was, going out there facing that kind of competition, being able to do what he did was impressive, but I don't think – that the teams like Minnesota, Illinois, Purdue, um, who else, Nebraska, can just have the overall teams to compete, especially at the end of the year, uh, with a team like Wisconsin or who else, Northwestern. I don't believe – see, I'm the opposite. Uh, I don't think Iowa. Wisconsin's going to be very I think those, Wait, I think hold on. Who did you just say is not going to be very better. good? Wisconsin. Oh, I Wisconsin. I, I, I'm pretty sure they're pro- they'll probably float around 7-5, and 6-6. Six and six. I don't think they're going to be. You could argue that for the whole West, though. And, well, and that's a one thing I was just thinking about as we're talking about it. Like, outside of – like, out of all of the teams, all seven of them, 
what is the what is a team or teams that if I said this team's gonna win the division that you would be surprised by? Because for me, oh, there's only for sure. one. Purdue, like that's the only one. And the only and the worst part about Purdue is not because they're not a good team on one side of the ball. Offensively, they are going to be able to keep up with anybody that they want. I would throw Nebraska. But defensively, yeah, Nebraska is a surprise. Too. He, he said yeah. one team, which is why I limited it to one. But yeah, I'd be surprised if Nebraska won the conference uh, or won the. Hold uh, up, you hold up, Dylan. Dylan, you you'd be surprised if Purdue won the conference. It went won the division, not conference the, division. Yet yeah, you think. Rondale Moore is going to win the Heisman without their team playing well. He's that good. Well, hold on. I've that, seen it. Well, number one, I've happen. seen him at first. Yeah, it doesn't you, I mean, I've seen. You got to understand that's a little hyperbole by Dylan because Dylan loves the kid, anyways. The problem for Rondale he is Moore, on. He is like top five in every single Heisman watch. But, I want you yeah, all to know. But you, but you don't you, win it if your team is not like nine. Right. What you need right. to understand six six. is this is the most loaded set of quarterbacks on prominent teams I think that Tebow I can recall won it with four in losses, like at right? least a decade. Is the year one? It is going to be borderline impossible for a non-QB to even break into the conversation. I mean, you have j- – just take the big four with Justin Herbert, Patterson, Jake Fromm, Tua, <laughs> Tua, and Joe Milton. And Trevor Lawrence. That's your big four. Well, okay. Breaking I will say there's some, almost impossible. And you guys But know. there is something that some people have said, and I think it's a really salient point, is that for our let's, – let's use two examples. If, Tre, if Trevor Lawrence or Tua do not win their conference, they're not winning. They're not winning it. But for that exact reason that I talked about leading out of the gate. They're, Trevor Lawrence has such an easy route for Clemson in the ACC – if for whatever crazy reason they don't win the conference, he's not going to win the high. Which is fine. He might not win it, but he's going to He'll have the stats to be there and be like, in that conversation. Ron Dale, but that's the thing is that Rondale, outside of injury, is going to be carrying an entire team. Let's say they do go 6-6. Six and six. We, I think we all can agree they'll only go 6-6 six and six because of him. If he's not, if he's hurt, or if he doesn't perform, they are not going to be barring injury or their team shitting the bed. I can give you the top five Heisman right now, and they're all quarterbacks. To to Dylan's point, though, Purdue is might be the worst team in the Big Ten West. Maybe. I think they're one of the worst teams. Which is crazy to think about. Like that's how deep this conference is so you look in what going back to my point what dylan said earlier about who is illinois gonna jump that's my problem with nebraska who the hell is nebraska gonna jump iowa's flat out better than you minnesota is going to be a dogfight but they're getting better every single season under fleck wisconsin is wisconsin in the trenches alone that that will carry them to being a better team than nebraska northwestern did not lose a lot and oh, by the way, they were eight uh, and one in the conference. Have, they lost their quarterback. They lost their wide receiver. Like with Northwestern's lost. Okay, some hold big on, people. hold on. Time out. When has that ever bothered Patrick? And, they, they, and hang on. And they've lost a bunch of their O line. Like two I, guys, replacing I, like two guys is not making O line. Two guys is not making O line. I'm talking about the and core again, of their pa- team. Pa- Northwestern was, was there five people on the O line. It's forty percent. Northwestern returns, I want to say, 12 starters. They're also arguably upgrading a quarterback. They have they're, a, they're also the team that won. I don't, I don't think they have an upgrade over Clayton Thorson. I, I, oh, I, I like Clayton Thorson, though. I'm, I'm, a, I'm also, a big Patty Clayton Thorson guy. Amazing. But I know you're a bigger Clayton Thorson guy than me. 
I mean, you're talking about a bona fide, yeah, the, arguably number one quarterback yeah, coming out of high school. Ooh. Okay, hold on. Real quick for Northwestern. Here's something to just keep in mind. Even like, Okay, Matt, even if you say, okay, well, they lost a lot, this is their final five games. At Indiana, at home against Purdue, at home against UMass, at home against Minnesota, at Illinois. Four okay. wins. That is – that's a really good way to end the season. It is, but if you're saying those teams can cannibalize each other, then all those games suddenly besides UMass become, you know, tough games. I would argue the only one that Northwestern will have a sweating issue with is going to be Illinois. I, I feel again. I don't. I I think Purdue. I th- again. I think Purdue. I legitimately think Rondale Moore is probably going to rack up close to three thousand yards of all purpose, but it's not going to matter because the defense is going <laughs> to give up over thirty five points. Well, he returns kicks. N- Oh, are we ca- okay? He, he, return, okay. he returns okay. kicks and punts. I wasn't punts. counting kick returns. All right, that's fair. Well, no. Well, here's the thing. He's going to return kicks, punts. He's going to be a spell back in the same vein as Tariq Cohen, but he's going to get substantially more touches. He is a better player. And I, he is a better player. He, I mean, I, I'll be honest. He's probably going to be receiving at least so, ten carries. I, I am fully on board the Rondale's amazing train, but I do want to temper expectation a little. They don't have a lot else. And we do have good defense in this conference. Teams are going not to scheme that, not to in take that, him Not away. on that side. Now, you're uh, not that's going, not true. There are some that didn't perform not, up to par last year, but you expect Wisconsin to be closer to the 280 points they allowed last year thanks to all the injuries yes. compared to the 174 they I, allowed the I, year I, before I, when they weren't all injured? Listen, you're not going to eliminate Rondale from having an impact, but assuming he's going to get these absurd numbers now that he's going to be the guy that they try to take out of the game i think that's a lot in what does purdue have a quarterback i don't believe in their situation at all i know dylan believes in him a lot oh, more than I, do. Play quarterback too. I, I do not ron I, I would also like to maybe. point out well i would i would also like to point I'm out that purdue that, does baby. not Purdue does not face the two best, the, the, at least the, by far the best defense in the conference, and they don't face Michigan either. Damn, they don't which face Michigan at least, State twice. And I'm not, I'm not saying that Michigan is, is like, I, like obviously Michigan State is the best defense, but Michigan is the best in terms of scheming. I like that. Like Don Brown knows how, Don Brown, Don Brown would know how to get rid of, of Rondale, at least, they again, minimize him. Campbell. <laughs> Ohio State has like five Paris Campbells. That's a problem. And we yeah, well, that's Brandon the thing. Is, again, again, if and hurt Devin Bush. Stop! Stop! I don't know what we're talking that's about. That's not NFL the point. Rookies, but that, Campbell is that, that, that is that is not the point. Point being is that Rondale's not going to have to face the best overall defense and the best scheming defense. Um, I, I, I mean, his, his. The, the teams he's going to wind up facing against, again, I think that 3,000 all-purpose yards is more than feasible. And it's it's going to be so frustrating seeing him play for Purdue for three seasons, and they will do no better than 6-6. Six and six. Okay. How the heck so be, It probably How won't be frustrating miss? for him because he'll be like a top-10 pick. What would you say, Don? I was going to just say, how the heck does Purdue miss out on playing Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan? Man. Because they played Ohio State last year and freaking destroyed. And Michigan I know State they did, but I, and they yeah, played Michigan hurts. State last year. Yeah, I, hey, I'll tell you what, State did really well in keeping Rondale Moore in check. Actually, only seven. It's weird what a good defense that schemes for somebody can do. Okay, so who's winning the West? I think it's going to be Nebraska. I really do. I think it's. I think it comes down to Nebraska and Iowa, but I think that I think that uh, Nebraska is going to be the team. 
Wisconsin. Give me some Jonathan Taylor love, and I do believe that they do have the most talent over on that side of the Big Ten. That should win out, and I believe they're the only team that's slightly good enough to not be just trounced uh, and cannibalized, as you guys so eloquently put it, by the others. So the others will beat on each other up, and Wisconsin will navigate that the way they have to to a Big Ten title berth. Uh, I'm on with Wisconsin train as well. I think uh, either Jack Cohen Chugga, or Graham Mertz are both going to be better than Alex Hornibrook uh, coming in at quarterback. Unlike Clayton Thornton, Horn- Hornibrook was not a good quarterback in I like, I like how you for the most part. Um, and I'm <laughs> expecting guys like Garrett Rand and Isaiah Loudermilk to stay healthy on the defensive side and be much closer to the defense they were two years ago as opposed to the defense last year. And Jonathan Taylor, we know what Jonathan Taylor brings to the table. Matt just dropped like 10 names. It's very impressive. All right, and uh, obviously, Paul. Much to much to Matt's chagrin, I'm taking Northwestern. So I am really a big believer. I first of all, I love Coach, really do. Oh yeah, Patty. I, I love Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, he's a, and that is one dude. You want to talk about guys that could fight? Like if you had a coaches tournament, where they're just beating the hell out of each other. Oof. Sounds like a podcast. we talked we talked about this last year. I think. <laughs> But we, I think Northwestern, this is a lot. We talked about it. We did. I'm telling you. So this is a lot about the schedule. <laughs> so Northwestern's <laughs> toughest games. Oh, man. Quick off. They got Michigan State at home. That's going to be a great game early in the season. Man. They travel to Wisconsin, which could very well decide the division. They have Ohio State at home. Upset-minded, maybe. They have Iowa at home. Uh, my pick is Iowa. Uh, and again, they got, they got some hogs again. They got two so outland trophy projected guys uh, on their tackle positions and Alaric Jackson, Tristan Wirfs, fantastic name, by the way, offensive tackles, which is a hundred percent going to matter for Stanley as they're going to be passing a lot more than most Iowa teams have done in the past. Nate Stanley's going to be throwing up some numbers and the defense led by all-American, who eh, maybe Willikas should have been in there, but A.J. Epineza, uh, I, I think I was the most complete team on both sides of the ball. Real, real quick, Dylan. What? You like Iowa, I like Nebraska. They play the final yeah. game of the season the Ooh. day after Thanksgiving at Nebraska. Yep. yep. It's going to be a fun one to watch. What? Well, Unless the we're bet. both wrong. <laughs> God damn it, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Yeah, it's what be are a you trying to one tell to me? Watch. Click. Yeah. Well, it, oh, it's gonna be a fun one. I thought you were trying to challenge me. I no, was like, no. Okay, I thought. Okay. <laughs> Don's not gonna come that hard on the podcast. But it, it's it's gonna yeah, be a funny. Uh, it's not. gonna be a fun. I'm inner, saving it. Little inner turmoil <laughs> with all of us picking a different team to win, except me and Matt. I think that's just more indicative of, of just, the West. Just how yeah. this, this West is. Wait, did be. did we all pick uh, a different team? Except, I mean, no, because Ryan... We, we have yeah, four Ryan different Matt, teams, though. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, we should all throw in some money in the uh, winner takes all. Actually, you I'll know, something else, because we were talking about it, so here's the thing. Uh, so, it, this is not the podcast anymore, but... Um, but... So, uh, no, well, no, no, we're not... about to leave. <laughs> <It's>, no. <laughs> all right, you know what? Wait, we'll, I we'll just talk about it. the unrecord button. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Stop. Oh, we're done, guys. Okay, no. All right. We transition over to, okay, just everybody strap in. This is going to be going to be, be a, a hot one. Right. Uh, we will see. So, I think. Uh, fast. We can all say Ohio State wins. 
<laughs> I will. So, okay. Look, I think th- I think that it's simple. I think we can all agree Indiana, Maryland, and Rutgers are all going to lose at least seven games. Uh, I don't Nothing think Paul agrees about, about Indiana at all. Well, Paul's why? about to pick yes, Maryland to go 0 12 because he's got why would I not? against why, Hold on. Why would I not agree about Indiana? <laughs> what do you mean? That school showed Ohio State how to beat you. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that matter? It doesn't matter. That was last that, year. Why Paul, do you keep bringing up last me. year? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, you know, it, we, Paul talks about me having little brother syndrome and all this shit all the time. Uh, why do you two keep bringing up last year? That doesn't matter. We are moving right, on. I don't know what they that is with little brother syndrome. Teams. But I would say that the bottom three in the East are worse than any team in the West. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that is to- kind of shocking, but I think reality. But – at the top, you still have a three-team race, three and a half if you're a huge Penn State fan. Hey, which... Does Maryland play Illinois this year? I think so. I hope they so. Freeland. They like, they like to do – I think that's their – no, they don't. They don't play each other this year? No, their crossover games are Purdue, Minnesota, and Nebraska. Damn. Why do you want them to play Illinois? I was going to make a bet with you on, Mar- on Maryland. Oh, dude, why? Oh, yeah, because Paul loves Testudo. Paul is Testudo. God damn. Uh, that's right. No, he hangs no, out he with married, him. Going, he married. He married. He married. He's never seen him in the same place at the same he, time. He literally has wedding photos with Testudo. <laughs> that is that's accurate. That's true. I have them. I have them. Nobody, uh, nobody we knows have, what we're We have about. the documents. <laughs> well, I've, I'll no, we, we put them out on the Twitter. We can put them out again. Now the college is rolling around. We'll come in with the podcast. People are going to think I'm a Maryland fan for real. So we don't really have to talk about Maryland I mean, or Rutgers player, yeah. or Indiana. Oh, I'm going to talk about Maryland, so, bitch ass. Okay, so real, So let's talk about Penn State for a sec. I think we're all in agreement James Franklin is a fraud, and they're not the 15th best team in the nation. I mean, if you watched that fourth down no play chance. and did not conclude that he was a fraud, you need to find a new goddamn sport. That was, so, that was real bad. That was, yeah. Ooh. One of the best Boy, quarterbacks you, in the country who is a really, really good dual threat, and you just completely take the ball out of his hands with your entire season on the line in a medium-yarded situation. That's because the defense was, was thinking he was going to get the ball. I, I, That's not – that was not – if you don't know what we're talking about, watch the Ohio State-Penn State game from last year. And that was a really was, good game with such a horrible ending. Like I, I wasn't. I, re- I remember all of our reactions. It wasn't that Ohio State won. It was like, how, and I was like, dude, I wasn't Cadillac like for that. That was, that was a god. That was stupid. That was, that was really bad. That was so, anyways, so I think Penn State. I think we're all in agreement that I mean, Penn State also has a really rough stretch. They have at Iowa, Michigan at home, and then at Michigan State. I think that's three losses. Boom, boom, boom. They're not winning at Iowa. I'm going to tell you that right now. And to be fair, ulterior motives, but they're not winning. Dylan's going to that game and praying that it's a night game. I am. (laughs) I mean, it honestly really won't matter. I'm so hyped for that. You better hope uh, Penn State is good before that if you want it to be a night game. No. I mean, uh, uh, whenever we bought the tickets, first off, the tickets that we bought have quadrupled in value, but also there are no hotels in Iowa City for that weekend. That, like, when we bought the tickets, we're like, yeah, we'll wait on the hotel. We look two weeks later, gone. Airbnb, booked. buddy. Poor, poor Everybody, no, the Airbnbs are, are all gouging in price for that exact reason. That you cannot find a room that nightly fee isn't under $200. Yeah, I know the market. Friggin' Iowa. <laughs> like, what? 
Well, no, I'm telling you, they're showing I out for that you. game. It's ridiculous. Well, you, can, you can drive to Iowa and back in a night. That, that that's not yeah, that's right. not fun. That that's is, not fun at all. That's uh. Although that's I would argue hours. that you, well, you could know, just man up. You don't have to drive back. I'm sure within an hour. No, we're sta- we're staying in Cedar Rapids. We're staying Perfect. in Cedar Rapids, which is half an hour north. So the only three of the bottom three that I would mention is Maryland because they have a new head coach who's a giant oh, douchebag, and Michigan's uh, going to break a seventy pointer off in their ass. That's about. I wouldn't say seventy, but you'll get north of fifty. That is about all the relevance that the bottom three is going to have this season. Uh, Indiana, a team that usually plays Michigan kind of tough, has really fallen by the wayside. And these, I mean, Rutgers is Rutgers. They shouldn't be in the conference. Everybody knows that's in travesty, but they're here to probably stay, so that kind of sucks. But this is a three-team race. Penn State lost their quarterback, lost their running back, has a fraud head coach. They don't have heir appearance necessarily ready. They're going to take a step back this year. And it's not like Penn State was great last year. Uh, they sh- There's a chance they can get upset. Too, I, I mean, they should in the non-conference. Oh, for sure. And they should have gotten shut out against Michigan. They lost like 500 to seven or something absurd. They just, and that was with Trace McSorley. That was with. I'm. They're, they're just not good this year. I don't think. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be bold here, and I'm going to say that Penn State is is not going to win more than seven games. That's what I just said. I think it's a seven win team. Yeah, I think I, seven and five is is where they're going to be. So at. we can all agree it's a three team race, and yeah. I would say between the five of us, at least one of the three will get picked by each of us. I think to win the Big Ten. Well, I've gone on record on DSN. I've written about it already that I Shocking. think Michigan's going to run the table. Um, He's one of them coins. The thing, and, the, and, and the thing is, is that I can get called a homer for that, but they're going to be favored in every game, most likely, barring injury or something crazy. No, they will be. They're going to sure. be favored. So I'm not, I'm not making a bold prediction here by saying that. What I did is, if I look at each game in a vacuum and say, who do I think is going to win this game? I think Michigan is going to go undefeated. I, they've got, they've got Ohio State. They've got Michigan State. Uh, both at home, they've got Notre Dame at home, which that, I guess, I mean, as far as my running the table, that matters, but not in the Big Ten. But their their toughest games are at home. Uh, I I think I, I mean I'm not gonna lie, I'm I am always scared of Ohio State because they just whoop us constantly. But that's not gonna last forever, and I think this is the year that stops. <laughs> Um, Ohio State's got a new head coach. Who I actually I like Ryan Day, but a lot of us, especially Michigan fans, we go back and we look at last year's game, and we look back at that last game of the year, and we think when we think of Ohio State. But leading up to that game, Ohio State was jack shit the entire year. Terrible. That's why most I, of us thought Michigan was going to whoop them. Right. <laughs> yeah. I everybody. Don't know who the fuck everybody. Everybody except for Ryan, and Ryan gets all the credit in the world for this because. We were all on the Kool Aid for Michigan last the, year for that. The game. thing is, Paul though, said thirty-one nothing. I said thirty-one <laughs> three. Uh, what did I say? I mean, I didn't. It was like forty-one. We were ridiculous with know. how dominant Michigan had looked and how yeah. not. Well, and in fairness, Ohio State we had so well, yeah, I, because Ohio State was having to deal with the Dylan is going to get and Purdue got destroyed and uh, Purdue destroyed them. I mean, and Penn State messed up in order to not win that and game. Maryland so should have beat them all of week us before. 
I know. It's Absolutely. too bad crossing routes are a thing in football. The Ohio State's offense finally, after a million games, clicked. Their offensive line, sorry. And Michigan's defensive line was on half a leg. I mean, literally, all Chase Winovich hurt. Rashawn Gary hurt. Our interior, a disaster. That's just reality. I think your strongest point about that, though, that I 100% am like, yes, hallelujah, super true. There's two of them. I mean, number one is 100%. Ohio State is more primed than any other team in the conference to deal with injury. Is That's just how they recruit and, and, and everything. That's just how it is, 100%. But another one, and it's super true. And I think it's part of the reason why a lot of folks this year think Ryan Day is going to underperform and why I don't think that either of us think that's going to be the case is that you are so – if we think of the two games in the last two seasons that Ohio State has played and we just think, the reason Urban Meyer needed to go was at Iowa and at Purdue. And it's exactly what you said. It's not because they're bad. It's because Ohio State underperforms worse than any other team in the entire country, and they choose these random games to just not care, and then they get run. And that's a hundred. You're a hundred percent right on that. I have nothing. There's no problem with what you said at all. And it's all the more reason why I don't think Ohio State is going to be anything less than ten and two, eleven and one. They can't. Be. They're not going to. They are not going to drop they off. They can't be. They, 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 they're just too talented, number Ohio one, like you State. said. But number two, that, and, and I think they will do what they always do. I think they will underperform. I just I, – and I couldn't tell you a specific game. They're probably it's random. Have a random <laughs> yeah, like at Maryland where there's some, where like you should be destroying them and then you barely win. With you in agreement on how they perform in those games, I, I want to see if I can get you to come full circle on the same page as me. And it's one of the most frustrating things to me because – when I start to talk about how Ohio State's been better than Michigan and they have more talent and et cetera, et cetera, and this is why we haven't beat them, everyone points out, well, Michigan State's done it. Iowa's done it. Purdue's done it. Will you concede that the Ohio State team that Michigan plays is not the Ohio State team that any other Big Ten team plays? No, not in the Big Ten title game. Uh Ryan does make a very good point. I'm talking regular season. Okay, well, but in fairness, because to be fair, we can't reduce what Mark has done against Ohio State. I'm not trying to I reduce said, it at all. I, and I wouldn't reduce well, no, what I I would say say is that every year. So, like, like there, even there, when Urban like was there, you, he, doesn't, he wouldn't take D'Antonio teams as seriously as he would take any of the Michigan teams. But seeing when they win, what, like 17-16 to 16 that one year, and then last year they ended up winning by 20, but it was 6-7 to seven going, into the, uh, going into the fourth, something like that. So there's – it's not like D'Antonio's – or I'm sorry, it's not like Urban or even the Ohio State program was taking those teams lightly. And then especially – Especially in that in like in that Big Ten title game, there's no there's no way that he didn't have those guys hyped up. Y'all are throwing caveats out there. The short the, answer, the, Paul, the, is the yes. Ty- you are correct. They the take Tyler Michigan O'Connor much more game, seriously than everyone else. Taking this serious, but but in Big Ten title games, you throw all that's about the window. This is your chance to go to the CFP. This is your chance for all that. But regular season, absolutely nine times out of ten, they are taking the Michigan game much more seriously than any other game. There's a reason they block out the M's across the damn city. There's a reason they look at this team all year. It is their rival, and we all know this. And 
It was a different Ohio State Papa team John that kicked it up a too. much higher gear than they had it against any other team last year when they faced Michigan at the end of the year. So the reason so I, I appreciate this up what he, is eat I your get sad why you're bringing pizza, it bitch. up. Well, I'm not. I get why you're bringing it up because there's a narrative of oh, well, it's well, not just that. So I actually right, have a bigger right, overarching yeah. point. So that that's the part that frustrates me. But my bigger overarching it's point is I, I want to paint a reality out there, something that I believe to be absolutely factual, and it's, to me, not indicative of a shortcoming on Michigan's part. Michigan will never be capable of doing what Purdue did, of doing what Iowa did. Michigan is never going to pull that upset against Ohio State. will never have Ohio State If the talent gap is that big, if, if, what I'm saying is we will not beat Ohio State if we don't have similar talent, not the same, because I don't know if we'll ever have the same talent as Ohio State, but we need to have similar talent and better coaching, or we aren't beating them, period. And I believe Okay, that. I have a question. Well, but I have something that I want to point out, though, because obviously we're going to frame it where if you compare out Michigan State under Mark has played against Ohio State compared to how Jim's Michigan teams have played against Ohio State. 74 to 9. You, you, I would like to point out. You, you, so what you're saying is obviously true. Like Ohio, you will never have a Purdue or an Iowa type performance from Ohio State as a, as Michigan. You absolutely won't. I 100 percent agree with that. One thing I would like to point out, though, just on the Mark side of things, to give him a little bit of credit here, is that of all the coaches under Urban's reign as the as Ohio State's coach, Mark knows how to play them. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to say that. I, you understand what I'm trying to say. I am aware. I'm just trying the to. The one like game paint, that paint I thing. would point. First of all, I think you made a really astute point that people do not ever talk about, and that is Mark's understanding of how to play against Urban Meyer or Ohio State. I, I really I mean, do. I mean, he he did he did coach there for a national title. exactly. That has to. Be. I, I I think he's proven himself over and over, that he knows how to play against that team. Now, I don't know how much that might change under Ryan Day. Spoiler alert, I don't think it matters because this is Mark's last year, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> I'm not, And I don't say that in a mean way. I very much believe that. That's not in truth. Um, that game that you went into Ohio State with everything on the line and you went to Columbus with a backup quarterback. And beat Two them. backups. Again, beat we them. played both of them. That should not have been possible. And it is a huge credit to Mark D'Antonio, but I also think if there's one game you're going to point to that is an example of the way Ohio State has packed it in against certain teams, I you can't do that. And they, they tried the last... I mean, they didn't try to lose that game, but for a long time they were dicking around yeah. and it bit them. Same thing as last year. <laughs> it was... That Not a will good never team. happen against Michigan. And here is the problem this year. Here is where, and I'm not saying that we're not going to beat Ohio State because we have a great chance to. And I'm not saying Don is wrong per se. But Ohio State is always going to be the hardest team for us to beat. They are more talented than us right now. But our biggest problem this year is Ohio State has the recipe to beat us this specific year. We are at home, which is a huge equalizer. And, and I expect our tackles to be a little better this year, but the way you're going to beat Michigan this year 
is by being able to A, score enough to force them to pass more than they want to, and have elite edge rushers. All right. It, it, I, anyways, so we're going to obviously project to this season. Don has said his oh, piece about them being undefeated. I am very certain that I know where you're going to go with this. Uh, you have tipped your cards a little bit here, so I'm assuming, and I'm going to guess, and then you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm going to guess here that you're going to say they're going to go 11-1 and and lose against Ohio State at the end of the year. To me? Yes, you. So, I think Michigan does win 11 games if I'm pinning on the season. I don't know who that loss is going to be to. Mm. I don't. Okay. And I think it's about 55-45 if Michigan wins the division. And I will tilt the 55 in their favor. I am projecting the offensive line continuing to trend forward into be one of the elite units in college football. This offense, and the thing that people don't understand, is this offense is going to score 50 fucking points a game, dude. The bottleneck on this offense, 50. They're going to drop 50 a game. The bottleneck Ah. of this offense is Shea Patterson's arm. Now, I am not as high on Shea Patterson as some because of one notable weakness, and that's his accuracy throwing deep. Other than Bob Wojnarowski, I don't think there's anyone higher than you. That's not even remotely accurate. A lot of people think Shea Patterson's a lot better than I do. I expect Shea to be in the Heisman discussion, and I don't think it has anything to do with his ability at all. It's purely circumstantial. If he has any semblance of accuracy deep, this offense will be borderline unstoppable. It will be unstoppable against... 90% of the country. Elite teams with defenses, Michigan State, Ohio State. We'll see what Notre Dame looks like, probably not. And then a handful of teams around the country will be able to slow Michigan down. They have the recipe to attack Michigan. Outside of that, Michigan's going to roll points on everybody. Their offense is going to be ridiculous. Their offensive line dictates their ridiculous receiving core, which I still think receivers the least valuable position in football, but we have all of them tight ends. This is the best running back room Michigan's ever had, and I know you'll laugh at that, but you will see this year. This is the best running back room Harbaugh's had. The questions on offense are Shea Patterson's arm and the tackles and pass protection, which are not huge question marks. These aren't like big things to project. Where everyone knocks Michigan is the defense, and this is the thing that I have the most contention with, and this is what I want to challenge you guys, because for you guys, and I know at least one of you, and I think two of you are going to pick, pick Michigan State to win it. And you say, well, Michigan State is far and away the best defense in the country, and if the offense just takes a step forward. First of all, I expect Michigan State's offense to be solid this year. Possibly, I actually think they'll be above average. Above average. Uh, I want to I I know what grass you're smoking. I'm smoking the Lewerke's healthy. And he's going to play a lot better. I'm smoking. The man expect, that you disparaged for two seasons. I disparaged because you guys overhyped him. He I'm wasn't. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan overhyped him. I, I was. That was a little counterbalance. I never thought he sucked, but he was not nearly as good as he was being projected. He's overcompensating by trolling. I get you. Hey, so here's my. Okay. Uh, I I just was just curious. More so, Don, to be fair, because he hasn't been speaking up a lot with the the Michigan stuff outside the undefeated. I want to know a confidence scale for for not each game because Middle Tennessee. I don't need to hear that. But like Army, you and I have talked about Army, and I think that's something that I'm ready for this. Don can go first. I'm super ready for this. So so Don, I I just again brief. 
But out of a scale of 1 to 10, what is your confidence about, we'll start, Army? You mean out of, out of 10, like, do I think Michigan's going to beat Army? Yeah, 10, 10 is you're going to win by three scores. <laughs> okay. Five is it's going to be close, but you'll still win. One is we're losing this bitch. I, oh, geez, right now, if, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Army's definitely a game that stands out to me on the schedule. But Army's also a game that stands out to Jim Harbaugh on the schedule. He's been preparing for that game. He's got them ready. Don Brown will have something in place for their offense. I do think Michigan's going to win by three touchdowns in that game because Ooh. I think they're going to be ready for it. Okay. All right. Uh, so so your number you'd probably have at a, at a 9 or a 10. Yeah, I'd say 9 out of 10. I mean, Michigan may be a late touchdown. I mean, it could be two to three touchdowns. But okay. I, I, I'm, I don't think it's going to be close in the fourth quarter, put it that way. All right, Mr. Drysdale. So we move then uh, at Wisconsin. That's going to be a game where, actually, I think the Wisconsin game will be closer than the Army game. One, it's at Wisconsin. Two, their running back is unbelievable. So that's gonna that can keep a team in a game right there. Um, I, I guess if a scale out of the ten here, I guess I'd say about a seven. I think Michigan wins the game, obviously. Um, okay, but I. I can see that one being scarier in the fourth quarter than the Army game. What about Iowa? Iowa's home. It's our homecoming game. Um, Iowa's going to be solid this year. I got them coming in just behind Nebraska in the West. Uh, I'd say Michigan wins that game by 10 to 14 points, I'd guess. Okay. Uh, what about the – so you got the high, then the low after the after homecoming, possibly trap game at Illinois. I'm not worried about Illinois. I think Illinois, I like I said, I think they're going to be improved, but I still think they're going to come in last place in the West. Okay. Um, Easy enough. So I, I, Michigan by 20. <laughs> All right. And uh, I, I'm assuming at Penn State is pretty pretty comfortable as well. Uh, Not as comfortable as Illinois. I would say I can see that being closer than uh, the point spread, depending what that's going to be. Who okay. knows? But uh, I'd say Michigan by 7 to 10 in that game. Notre Dame, I'm assuming, is going to be your tightest one-off out of this until we get to the last week. Yeah, Notre, Notre Dame, for sure, is a tough game. I th- it's The thing that is weird here is that it's where it's located in the season, October 26th, right after Penn State. Um, My birthday. Notre, Notre Dame, too, which I think this is actually something I have not heard many people talk about, but Notre Dame's coming off a bye week that week. So they're going to have some extra time to prepare for Michigan, whereas Michigan's going to... Michigan, I mean, Penn State is is going to be down a little bit this year, but they're not going to suck. Michigan's not going to be able to just overlook them and start preparing for Penn for uh sorry for Notre Dame. So that's the second year of Ian Book. So that Notre Dame game is going to be tough. If I if you wanted to give me a, if I wanted to give a five or a one out of ten on that game, I'd probably give that about a five or a six. I think that's going to by far be our toughest game of the season, um, up to that point. All right, and then Michigan State. Michigan State. So I'm I'm gonna frame it this way. I don't mean to cut you off. So the spread right now is at 14 and a half. Would you take that? <sighs> right now, I mean, gun to my head right now, I'd probably take State in the 14 and a half. Um, but okay. I can certainly see this being a two touchdown game. But the, my reason, though, my reason for taking State 14 and a half is that I think that they're gonna have one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the entire country, and that's obviously going to keep you in games. 
Not to mention Michigan State plays well at Michigan. So if gun to my oh, head, oh man, who who who's been running that that narrative? <laughs> All right, and then Ohio State. Obviously, you you had them undefeated. You said Notre Dame's going to be the hardest game, so Ohio State's going to be getting a little bit of theirs, apparently. Correct. Yeah, I, I think Ohio State's going to be undefeated also when they come to this game. If you look down Ohio Ooh, State's schedule, I know that spicy. I know there's always a game in there that they, you know, like Iowa or Purdue where they fall on their ass. But I think Ohio State and Michigan are both undefeated going into that game. I don't think they're number one and number two because I think Clemson and uh, Alabama are also going to be running the table. So I can see Ohio State and Michigan being three and four in the country at that point. And obviously Very playing for a spot in the Big Ten title game and more. I'm going to go most likely to lose to least likely to lose. And you're not going to like this, but I'm going to give you my reasoning for it. And you're going to disagree and it's whatever. Most likely game to lose you is Ohio that State. entire time, Period. but now that's happening. Period. It's Ohio State. Ohio State has more talent than us. We have not gotten over that hump yet. And they have the recipe in place to beat us. I think we can beat them this year. I give us the slight edge, but I'm at a five, five, maybe a six confidence level, but like a five and a half, cheating a little bit. That's self-explanatory. Second game is ND. Notre Dame was in the playoff last year. You can argue whether they deserve to be there, whether they're a top four team or not, but they beat us last year and they were in the playoff last year. You could argue that the Notre Dame that we saw last year was not the Notre Dame that was in the playoff, that they were better when they were in the playoff, and that they now have a better quarterback. They are a very, very good team, regardless of if you think they're a playoff caliber team or not. Having them at home is a, is a big boost, and I think we are better than them, but that is going to be a really stiff test. I'm going to put ND at a, at a six on confidence, maybe a seven, six and a half, somewhere around there. Third game I got is Army, and no disrespect to the rest of the Big Ten but this is an 11-win team that set bowl records of obliteration that returns pretty much everybody. And oh, by the way, they have a really weird system that's difficult to prepare for going against a really young defense, especially on the defensive line and linebacking units. It's going to be a tough game. Now, we are drastically better talent-wise. Could we steamroll them? Of course we could. But shit could go south real quick against a team like that it's really early in the season it's hard to prepare for them especially with a young team that one my confidence level is about seven i think we're gonna beat them i think it should be by a couple scores but could very easily go south in a hurry these last three and there is an order to them but they're all very similar to me the toughest of the last three and they're all big time games the first one is wisconsin and and it's not because Wisconsin is better than the other two. It is circumstantial. So you're at Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a good defense. Very important things when facing Michigan. But that young team that we just talked about, that just spent God knows how long preparing for Army, is now going to play a completely different team. And Wisconsin has the best running back in the nation. Going against, if there's going to be, a weak spot on Michigan's team, it's the interior of the defensive line. Last year, when Michigan didn't have as many problems on the defensive line, still struggled to contain Jonathan Taylor. You can argue that that game would have been closer if they had a better coach and leaned on him more. They didn't. It is what it is. Wisconsin, after Army, on the road, 
maybe ability to exploit Michigan a little bit defensively. You got these real young linebackers. We're replacing so many guys. You're replacing Devin Bush. They just spent so long preparing for Army, and now they got Jonathan Taylor coming up the gut at them. It's not going to be an easy game, but we are much better than them. I'm going to put that at an eight. Penn State's going to be the same for me. Now, Penn State, and I know a lot of people take umbrage of me having Penn State before Michigan State. It is simply a fact that I expect this to be a night game in Happy Valley. That is it. Michigan State is a, I, I expect is going to be a better team than Penn State, but it's not like Penn State's not talented. If you're going based on talent, Penn State is arguably, no, they are more talented than Michigan State. They do have a lot of pieces in place. I just don't think they're ready. I think they are a 7-8 win team this year, but you're going to Happy Valley to play a night game. You have so many other, we talked about the tough games, or I know Dylan mentioned it, that are around that Penn State game. It's never easy. But, again, a game I think we win. I put that at an 8. And, the, and then the last losable game for Michigan is Michigan State to me. And it's simple. Michigan State has a phenomenal defense, like a super good defense. And I really do expect Michigan State to have a solid offense this year. Nothing spectacular, but it could be above average. And I expect Michigan to flirt with double-digit wins this year. They're, they're, they're going to win 9 or 10 games. They have to. The reason that I don't think Michigan State has a real good shot to beat Michigan, Michigan's defense eats up less than stellar offenses. And I don't care how much you improve from last year, your offense is the kind of defense, the kind of offense that Don Brown eats up. He struggles against the Ohio States of the world. But an offense like this, he is going to shut down. And I think with our offensive line, and you guys have a phenomenal defense in it, awesome defensive line. Kenny Willis is one of my favorite players in the country, honest. And I said that last year. I love watching him play. But our offense is going to be so good. It's not that we're going to score 40 on you, but your offense cannot possibly keep up with our offense. I'm going to put that at 8.5. And And I'm going to bring the two Spartans into this. We're going to talk about Michigan to wrap this up. And a gentleman, if you would, I want to know, what do you think Michigan rec- Michigan's record will be by the end of the year? What is your reasoning? So go ahead, Ryan, why, why don't you start us off here? What is your projection for the Wolverines? I think Michigan's going to go 10-2 and two and have one of the losses in the Big Ten. I expect them to lose to Notre Dame more than I expect them to lose to Army, but those are really the two out-of-conference games that I can see them losing. And then I expect them to lose to Ohio State, more than I expect them to lose to Michigan State. But, again, those two could be flipped. So I really see – I know Paul said he had six losable games. I liked Wisconsin pick them to win the West. I really don't see a scenario where they beat Michigan, although I guess it is a day game. And if Michigan wakes up groggy that morning, anything could happen in Camp Randall. But I really think there's probably only four losable games on the schedule for Michigan. Each have different circumstances, but I expect them to split those two to two. Um, unfortunately, if they do lose to Ohio State, I do expect Ohio State to only have one Big Ten loss as well, which would give Ohio State the tiebreaker again and send them on to Indianapolis. But the So the main reasons for the losses, because I guess I didn't really give any reasons, is our question marks on the defensive line, and we still don't know exactly what the offense is going to look like, which may cause them to struggle and say they do drop that game against Army um, or even Notre Dame where it's not super early in the season. Um, but we don't know what 
that defense really is, how all those players that they – all those high-caliber NFL players, all those high draft picks that uh, that left, how they're going to be there. I don't expect everyone to be healthy by week. When do they play Notre Dame? Week 8. Um, you know, I think some guys are going to be banged up. And, again, if we don't know how those starters are going to perform, we can't possibly know how those backups are going to perform. Obviously, same thing with Notre Dame. Um, but just one of those games, they have a tough schedule. I expect them to navigate most of it pretty well. But 10-2 and two would be my end-of-the-year prediction. All right, Matt, what about you? I mostly agree with Ryan. 9-3 uh, and three at the worst, 10-2 uh, and two probably. Uh, losable games, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Uh, reasoning is we've seen we've seen Shea Patterson sometimes not bring his A game, and every time he hasn't, they've lost those games. Uh, they are thinner at defense this year, lost some key people, need some people to step up. Um, if they get some injuries, it can really hurt them defensively. Um, I just they're going to be right near the top. They might even be the top, but I think there's a couple of uh, hiccups along the way. I'm I'm locking step. I, I I think it's gonna be nine and three, ten and two as well. I know it's so cliche for all of us to be in agreement on that, but uh, I I mean we got we gotta make something flat right out the bat. Michigan has absolutely the hardest schedule in the entire conference because not only is it that you're playing having crossover games from the West with Illinois, Iowa, and Wisconsin, which we've already talked about. You are also having two top 25 teams in your non-conference. That, that's commendable. I mean, if this team is going to go even 9-3, and three, that's a good job. And you're going to get narratives from Fellaini, oh, Jim Harbaugh's not closing that up and whatever. But if this team gets double-digit wins with this schedule, it's a commendable job, even if they don't win the conference. And I think if I were to rank by loss likelihood, I couldn't tell you specifically, but likeliest, I think Army is more likely than Notre Dame because I think by the time Notre Dame comes around, the t- your team's going to be churning. I think they're going to be hitting their stride. They're going to be, be rocking and rolling. I think Army, because of how short it is, I have sung Army's praises. Kelvin Hopkins is a 2,000 all-purpose yard guy who is an Army quarterback who actually throws the ball. And they played against Kyler Murray in Oklahoma, and they lost in overtime. So keep that in mind. Iowa, I've already said before, I think Iowa overall is a better team than Michigan is, like, overall. And I think they're going to give you a hell of a fight. Um, Michigan State, I I mean, again, I'm thinking 10 points or less on that. And Ohio State. Did I miss here? So, a combination of those four, we'll see. Yikes. I I 100% am am that high on Iowa. I think they are. So we have what? Three 10 and twos and Iowa, they just lost. Four 10 and twos and undefeated. The most important part of Iowa's offense are tight ends, and they just lost two first round picks. That's definitely not the focal point of their offense this year with Stanley. I don't know why I have to keep repeating myself, but. (sighs) I don't know who you think Iowa is. Listen, they're a good team. I told you. The the Big Ten West winner, in my opinion. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. That's your opinion now. But, again, if they win in Ames, you, I, I think you'll start coming over to my side that that's going to be a closer game than you think. I, it should be a good game, but, man, I, th- that's high praise for Iowa for me. One thing that I, I think is really important and I really want to touch on because the biggest knock on Michigan well, this year. Briefly, because we got to move on. Well, the biggest knock on Michigan this year is the defense, period. Everyone says – how are you supposed to be a playoff contending team? Your defense lost everybody. Are you guys in that boat? Where are you at with Michigan's defense? 
I don't think that's the problem. I think your problem is kind of the same thing as it's a different spin on the Ohio State thing where it's not that you play down to teams. I think your coach sometimes gets in his own head and I don't know if overcoaches is the term, but sometimes his game plans are kind of wonky and I think that there is going to be one or two games where you'll be in games closer than you should be because Jim's kind of... So I don't want to poop on your parade, but I just want to know if you realize that Jim Harbaugh's not crafting any game plans. Not defensively, not offensively. You you get what I mean when I say Jim. I mean the staff. Like like the staff game. I've already told you before, we talked about this off, off air... But I don't think you guys are ready for Army's offense. I don't. I don't care what lip service <laughs> I don't know. You we'll find I out. I don't think you're ready. In a few well, absolutely. It, it, well, it's going to be one or the other. Either you're going to be totally ready for it, and then I look stupid, or I, you're it's not going to look be, stupid at all yeah. because Army's way better than people realize. So no matter what, it, they're going to do some things. My biggest thing, though, so this is, I guess, more for people listening because I podcast with a bunch of people that kind of have an idea what's going on. So, they know that Michigan's defense is going to be legit. But the thing I by far hear the most out there is the concerns about Michigan's defense. So, the thing that I just want to point out is in 2016, Michigan had by far the best defense they've had since 2006 and one of the best defenses they've ever had. And they were the best defense in the country in 2016. And they lost literally everybody, including Jabril Peppers, Dylan's favorite player in the world. So... In 2017, Michigan sucked. It was the John O'Corn year, the Brandon Peters concussion, just everything bad that could happen happened, and Michigan won eight games, I want to say. Michigan had still the third best defense in the country. Now, 2016 was way better than last year's defense, and they lost more talent. Don Brown has not had a defense that's been outside the top five at Michigan. Maybe not outside the top three. No matter, and we have more talent to replace. In 2017, we didn't have as much talent as a program that we do now. So for those people that are concerned about the defense, there's some interior pass rush, sure. Third and fourth string corners, a little bit unknown, sure. But you're talking about things that are going to make and break the season, especially against lesser teams. It's not going to be the defense. It's absolutely not going to be the issue. All right, right. and we're going to close the book on that. And... The dormancy of the griffin in the basin. I'm going to let you two sound off. You, 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 let's go. Just get, just get into it. Michigan State season. Fire off. Let's go. What you got? Well, I'm sleeping now. But as far as Michigan State season go, I do expect them to have a big bounce back year from last year's 7-5, and 7-6, and six, if you count the embarrassing bowl loss to Oregon. Uh, what, what bowl? What bowl? But the offense should be better from what Salem used to run, but it was like a D, what, D3 school? I don't know how much Mark is going to let him do that. So the offense is a super giant question mark, but I would take a super giant question mark over what they had last year, 10 days out of the week, and they're only, of course, seven days in a week. The defense, the defensive line is the best in the country. The defense alone should be top five across the board in the country and not even top five just numbers-wise. Like, it's a top five defense, which are the best defense, one, two, three, four, and five. Um, 
because I think when you know when you start getting to the numbers, yards per game, things like that, a lot of those things can kind of be skewed to make a defense look better than it is or even worse than it is. But Michigan State should have one of the best defenses in the country. I expect Lewerke to bounce back and be more of what he was two years ago when he was getting uh, specifically me, but some others in the Spartan fan base very excited about what he could do. He showed a lot of his running ability, um, and he showed the ability to, even if the decision-making wasn't the best, he showed that he had arm talent, and he could make some throws that you were just like, oh, shit, like I didn't think that was, I didn't nearly think that was going to happen on the play. Uh, so, like, we, I would think we mentioned Madden a little bit earlier, but Madden has uh, archetypes for quarterbacks, and one of them is improviser. So, it's like improviser, scrambler, field general, and strong arm. Um, if Lewerke can be more of that improviser, not at a level that, like, a Johnny Manziel was, but sort of just in the same vein where the play breaks down and he's able to make something happen, I think that'll make Michigan State's offense just, you know, make leaps and bounds towards improvement. I expect Jalen Naylor to really be that home run hitter that they haven't had in the last couple of years. That receiving core is out of this world. Cam Chambers is coming back. Of course, you have Cody White, uh, Daryl Stewart. So there's a lot of guys that have been there before, and the receivers really last year weren't the issue, even when everyone was getting hurt. The biggest concerns that I have this year, um, even aside from Lewerke, because like I said, I expect him to bounce back, but there's definitely a, a chance that he doesn't, right? And then the whole season gets tanked, is the offensive line. I uh, know a lot of them are pretty experienced, but again, a lot of them had injuries last year. So how much how much experience do you really get when you're just sitting on the sideline watching your team lose a whole bunch of games because your offense can't move the ball forward? Um, I'm concerned about a running back room. We still have Connor Hayward, not a huge fan. We have Ladarius Jefferson. There's another gentleman whose name skips my mind, but probably because he's not really that good. And Mark D'Antonio is a coach, again, that likes to run the ball, and I don't expect him to be super hands-off with the offense. I still expect Michigan State to be a run-heavy team, even if I think it'd be in their best entrance to be a pass-heavy team. So I think that will limit them a little bit. Um, overall, looking at their schedule here, they have Tulsa should be a win, Western Michigan two wins, ASU three, at Northwestern. I'm going to give them at Northwestern this year because they lost for four years. Hopefully, to God, you don't rule for five. Uh, Indiana should be a fifth win. Ohio State's probably a loss. I think we I think we beat Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin should win the West, but I don't think they'd be one of the top four teams in the East. So there's six. I expect us to be Penn State, seven. Illinois should be eight. Um, at Michigan, Again, on paper, we're not a better team than Michigan, so I'd expect to lose that game 9-10. So I expect Michigan State to have, you know, 9-10 to 10 games, barring that, uh, barring one of those Wisconsin, Penn State, or even Northwestern games, um, where I feel like we could get tripped up there, or even if, say, like we beat a team like Michigan and then lose to both Wisconsin and Northwestern is, I don't think, uh, uh, out-of-this-world scenario either. So I expect them to have 9 wins, pretty decent bowl game, if they have nine wins, hopefully they win the bowl game because usually when they're uh, when they're up in that nine, ten, we've seen them eleven, twelve, and you know even thirteen win teams. Um, they win those bowl games and they kind of flounder in the uh, in the lesser bowl games. Uh, but nine and three for the regular season, out of the Big Ten title race, losing to Michigan and Ohio State, they'd be out of the Big Ten title race pretty uh pretty easily, <laughs> um, and not really a way to kind of weasel their way in there. Uh, so for me, for me. Um, 
personally, that's a disappointing season. Even if I expect them to go nine and three, and they do go nine and three without winning the Big Ten, uh, with this type of defense, it'd be what I would at least consider a waste of a defense. It'd be uh, a positive mark in that you could get Mark D'Antonio a a little bit of vote of confidence if the offense does step up to be even like top 50 in the country, right? There's a hundred and what, 168 teams or something like that. Um, division one school. So if they, if they can be top 50, let's a little bit above average. Um, and just really seeing what the offense looks like is the biggest thing for this year moving forward. Uh, but this year I do think they kind of have a hard ceiling um, of about 10 wins and of their floor is probably eight and four. Um, so I picked them to go nine and three, but I'm really looking more towards is just the offense for this year. But I expect them to have some weapons on offense. They just got to use them and protect the quarterback. Offense can't get any worse. Literally the worst real school uh, offense in the country last year. Rutgers doesn't count for being worse than them. And the other schools that were not power five conferences, so they don't count either. So it can't get any worse. It can only get better. How much better? That's what we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, defensively, we've seen great defenses out of Michigan State before, and we've seen them wasted before. A lot last year, one of the top three defenses in the country and uh, barely got over 500. So how much hope do I have? Depends on what I see from the offense. If I can see the offense moving the ball, if I can see everything Ryan said about Lewerke being much more like he was two years ago than last year, then I might have some confidence. But that O-line still scares me. I have not seen anything to tell me otherwise in the last couple seasons of that O-line really doing much of anything to really protect and help the run game, and we want to be a run-heavy offense. That's just how it is, and we can't change what our head coach wants to do, uh, what our offensive coordinators want to do. As much as we all want them to be a pass-heavy team, uh, they've shown to be not that. So defensively, we know what we're going to get. Uh, hopefully the secondary is able to hold up. Uh, that was the weaker point of the defense last year. Uh, up front tackling, linebacker tackling was great. We lost some big names, but we kept a lot of other big names. Uh, Willick isn't batchy nonetheless. But if this team wins 10 games with the bowl game, I think it's a good season. You get double-digit wins, including the bowl game win, I think it's a good season. So 9-3, and three, absolutely possible. Uh, maybe 10-2. and two. Uh, For whatever reason, we play better at Ann Arbor than we do at East Lansing. So will that follow suit this year? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I don't think we beat Ohio State. Um, I don't know if we beat Michigan. I think we have a much better chance of beating Michigan than Ohio State this year. But, you know, 9-3 and three I think is the ceiling for me uh, in that 10th win coming in a bowl game. Jesus! All right, I, I want to take this. I, it should be done, but I got to – 9-3 is the ceiling. What kind of fake-ass, lukewarm-ass – Magic Johnson, Stockton, Spartan. Did you are you watch in? the team last year? Struggle to get the seven wins? Do- I think we're just dosed in a much more realistic terms than, you know, it's not. It's just not the same. Like, we, we, we have dealt with three straight years. I believe what you have is same old Lions syndrome with your offense. Except the no. fact that the, the offense has gotten worse consecutively for the last four years. Uh, so, despite what you may perfect. think, you can be a and, real and fan without also, picking and, your team to go twelve and zero. And also, a an existential you know malaise that we have is because of the fact that it's just easily preventable. Not 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 just preventable so, in some total. Like we should be. I substantially know that you guys are super see it when I believe it. Fool me once, fool me twice, whatever. Your offense is going to look a lot different this year. The biggest weakness Michigan State has oh, is this is arguably the worst backfield D'Antonio's ever had. 
you just don't have anything known at running back. Uh, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. I don't know. 20, 2016 was pretty Who, bad. No one knew what you had when you had Le'Veon Bell. Everyone thought you had something in the past couple of years that turned out to be kind of eh. So, I, I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing. You don't have a stunning backfield, but outside of that, everything should get better on offense. Your offensive line is going to take a step forward. You have solid receivers. You're, I do expect someone to emerge in the backfield. And most of all, I expect you to play to your strengths. See, something Ryan said was everyone wants to see a more pass-heavy attack and not lean on the run so much. I expect that this year. Then you're never going to be a past 60% of the time team, and that's okay. But I expect to see a lot more creative offense this year. Not that you can be less creative than Michigan State has been recently, but that's a lazy thing to say, right, that, oh, it can't get worse. I think your offense is going to be legitimately respectable this year. Not, oh, it's going to be good enough to win games no, because of our defense. It's not lazy. It's just a statement of fact. Like, it, it legitimately, that that is just not able to it, we can't do worse so it's not what, lazy was it like 115 out of 120 teams whatever it was 125 out of 133 Oof, not good but anyways yeah. i think that your offense is going to be okay i think brandon lewerke well not as good who? as who brian brian, brian. brian who, who's brian oh did i i misspoke my bad brian lewerke brandon brandon peters lewerke. <laughs> i think brian you mean, lewerke you mean brian peters while it, not being look. the heisman candidate that ryan insisted he was a couple years ago um i think he is now in the opposite direction because he had a year on an atrocity of an offense where he was banged up and he looked terrible He's going to have a bounce back year. the offense is going to be okay and your defense is going to be really really good I think you have a chance to beat Ohio State. I'm not saying you're going to, but all the things that we've talked about on cast already, I think you have a better chance to beat oh, Ohio wait, State. Oh, wait, you mean the things we wasted time on? Uh, not to me. I didn't yes. tell you. It wasn't me. <laughs> Listen, I expected this cast to be Absolutely four hours. We're talking college football, baby. Um, for all the things we've talked about and the type of team that you bring in and the way you're going to match up and the fact you have Ohio State at home. And no, we don't. Yes. No, it's at Ohio State. Really? I thought. Please, please don't tell me my. Story. I thought you guys October never 5th. had. I thought you guys never had both on the road. That it was either or. No, we do. That's how our schedule works. Well, that's how ours we is too. Ohio State's the only yeah, one that gets well, to flip flop them. Yeah. What garbage is this? You, it's Jim Delaney. Why do we always get screwed? Yeah, that's, 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 that's what happens that's when you Jim win. Delaney hates the entire state of Michigan. God dang. Um, no, that's not why. It's because the Big Ten's going to cater to Ohio State before any other program. That hurts. That hurts to hear. That is nasty. That's nasty. You only have four games on your schedule that you're capable of losing. Your floor, yeah, it's your floor easy though, easy your floor is 9-3. and three. Your hardest non-conference game is Arizona State, but you're better than you were last year when you barely lost on the road and shouldn't have in the ridiculous you shouldn't have freaking lost you are playing on a, the road and you are playing a true freshman yeah, you're, right. you're playing a true freshman at quarterback at home against your defense they have a true freshman starting this year he's pretty good but he's a and will be wearing the knee true freaking freshman no they don't no hold on yeah no, they, they announced their starter he's a true freshman 44th overall yeah. rank prospect wait a minute so so i forget the guy's name but the the other homie he's he, he lost the Herm Edwards said suck my knob Wow. So, you're not losing that game. Damn. That'll be the neon game, it's too, not happening. I'm pretty sure. Northwestern, oh, you can't keep losing to them, right? 
Well, you picked them to win the Big Ten West, so apparently. Not because they beat you guys. Because <laughs> they're going to beat Wisconsin. Um, you don't have Nebraska, so that kryptonite's out of the thing. Right. <laughs> Wisconsin, we talked about. You're a better team than Wisconsin. I will say Wisconsin's strength is our strength. You have – Jonathan Taylor will be, I would say, under – You have an 11-win ceiling. I agree. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're getting there. If I were picking right now, I'm going to say 10-2. and two. Your floor is 9-3. and three. You don't have a huge range of possibilities, but you're going to be a minimum of a 9-win team. I'm going to pick you at 10 wins, and you have a ceiling of 11. And I think that's realistic. What about you, Don? I am am so lockstep with Paul on this one, it's unbelievable. I was going to say the exact same thing. I've got them at 10-2, and uh, losses to Ohio State and Michigan. But it would not shock me at all if they won either one of those games, if Lewerke is the Lewerke of 2017. That's obviously a huge if, but last year... The Michigan State offense had so many injuries. I mean, obviously the coaching offensive coordinator sucked also, but if the offense is anything, if the offense can be anything at all, if Lewerke can do, like I said, match what he did in 2017, that defense is going to keep you guys in any game. And if the offense can do anything, you guys are going to win a lot of those games. I really see you guys going 10-2 and if if you had – that Ohio State game at home, I'd pick you guys to beat Ohio State. I, I'm i totally sold on your guys' defense, just killing people this year. And just kind of going back, um, earlier you guys were talking about, you know, why is it that D'Antonio performs so well against Ohio State? I think it's just de- it's defense. It's the physicality that State brings into a game. Every game, no matter who it is, like even when they play Michigan, it's the same thing. There's that scary thing about Michigan State that they're going to out-physical you. And that's what they do to a lot of teams, and that's why they're in ball games. Uh, but, you know, like Matt said, the offense was just so bad last year that they couldn't overcome that regardless of the defense, even though over the last, you know, second half of the year or whatever, they were giving up, like, was it, like 13, 12, 13 points a game. They were just dominating everybody. Yep. Two bad um, scoring six. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seven, yeah. six. Oh, God. So, so I mean, I, I, I'm <laughs> – I'm taking them at ten and I'm taking them ten Rutgers and two. Fourteen to ten. Well, yeah, you know I'm gonna piggyback off of your sentiment, Don, because I did a little thought experiment myself and I looked into Mark Antonio's records, and uh, he has 51 losses. In 24 of those 51 losses are by a score or less. Wow. That that does paint a bit of a picture of what you were talking about. At State plays close games. Uh, I. I sure I I don't know if you're gonna call this a safe thing or not, but I think that the odds for state to win double digit games are just as likely as they are to go six and six. No, that is how stop. little. That is how. That is absolutely how little I believe in in Mark because I I think we do need to point something out. Um, Mark is going to be calling the play still. It, Brad Salem is not calling the plays. Mark still will. We are still going to be seeing those stupid ass jet sweeps to the weak side five freaking eight times a game <laughs> that's the problem and is the frequency it, it's it, not a bad play of course, but also also i i want i want everybody to know my my father knows this more than anybody because when we would be at state games everyone around me would listen and i would whenever state was calling a play i would be guessing what it was 
and people would listen in on me. And now it's not all a right, Tony Romo. Just, no, 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 no. That is not. That's an unhumble brag. You're right. It's not. That is not. That is not. That is not because I am some savant for this. What I am telling you is it's that predictable because when Michigan State is going to do a dive play, they will come out in an ace formation. They'll have two receivers, two tight ends, and the tight end of the side that they are running to will I was going to say, their most common formation. Go figure. No, no, no. But it doesn't even matter. They'll start off in an ace. They'll never check into any other formation. They'll never go to shotgun or pistol or whatever. The tight end will move, and it doesn't have to be ace formation. It can be I form. It doesn't matter. What they'll do is this stupid run in motion and then swing back to the inside in between the tackle and the guard, and they will run to that single back with the wings, switch to the the short side. Let's go. It is the most awful, consistently predictable thing, and I don't think it's changing. This shuffling up. I mean, to be fair, Ryan said it in jest, but it's true. Dave Warner is still here, y'all. A guy who was 125th. For offense, which to be fair, it actually he's is Mark, coach, he's not going to get fired, he? but no quarterback. Oof. That's what he was before, he was, though. When he was, I mean, when he, he was, was okay. He, he was okay as a quarterback's coach, but you don't keep your job if you are 125th in offense. <laughs> but, so to that end, I would say you're so like Mark D'Antonio is still going to be all over the offense. Why? Is. So I mean, is it's, it's is stubborn? Because he is stubborn everything. and obstinate as we know Mark D'Antonio to be. If he truly was not going to change, which a is ridiculous after last season, but if he truly wasn't going to change, why bother the staff mix up? Now I'm not. Now listen, no one's going to say that they did it. Wants to feign but it. why feign it? Mark D'Antonio doesn't give up. Because you're, you're going to get heat. Mark D'Antonio doesn't so give a do F anything. about the heat. That's my point. Which he is, is why instead of bringing in somebody that will challenge but that's my him. Point. He took he, heat anyways. He he doesn't care about it. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. He doesn't care how they view him. So I am as hopeful as you are, but I, I'm serious. That's not they true. That's why it's surly after every game. I, well, that's just, but no, that's but they are seriously. There is. They are seriously either going to go six and six or ten. They have and a nine. There they have no a nine one four. Honest. No. No. Barring and obviously six and, six and be awful, everything we discuss has the caveat. So of they can't win seven, eight, or health. nine games. It has to be six or ten. I think. The no, he said likely. That's different. That either, that's different. The likelihood is either six and six or ten and two. They will either be as mediocre as they were last year. Or they will be substantially better. They are not going to marginally improve. No, it's just not possible with a defense this good. So, what is your prediction? Because it is the best. I I have I, I keep going back and forth on it because I, I am kind of with Paul where I'm like, I mean, Brad Salem isn't an awful dude. I've heard really good things for him, but it depends if Mark is going to interfere in the play calling. If he doesn't. Then I have more faith than if he so, does. If that here's my main I don't contention. know which one. And I will tell you, I actually think that Ohio State is an extremely winnable game. Even though it already has been slated, that is a primetime game. To me, ABC. calling the exact same plays. To me, calling yep. the exact already same plays in. that you called last season, just by virtue of being healthy and the strength of that defense, that's nine wins. I will say another thing is... <laughs> I will say another 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 thing I do think that is gonna be in our favor, to be fair, is that 
Uh, I think Ladarius Jefferson's going to be a prototypical state back. I think he is. I've seen signs. He's a big dude. He didn't see signs I think last he's going to be. I think he's going to wind up being uh, very much in the same vein What's, as a Javon that's what Ringer I said. You, you, or you don't an Edwin have, to the fucking You don't have a known backfield, but someone's going to rise from it. He's gonna, he's gonna come up. It's like Connor Henry Williams. Leisure. And I will say another. I blame LJ Scott. The teams that we, the teams that, the teams that I so much. The teams that we wind up playing against, we our defense is going to be the best unit on the field. So for everyone we put we face, and especially in games against Wisconsin, I mean Jonathan Taylor is going to be probably, arguably, the best player on the field. Shut his ass do down like we did Zeke. I mean, yeah, no, like it, as much as it's like kind of a joke, I don't suspect that he'll get over a hundred yards. Maybe I'd go as much as to say he won't surpass. I mean, any. Wisconsin replaces a lot on their offensive line, and you have the defensive line to exploit it. As long as you can hold up and not break contain, and your linebackers can fly around, and maybe even play some if more secondary. If there's one thing that mark defenses do, it's run defense. I don't think we've been less than tenth in the country his entire go- like. I, I am curious, and if you guys don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. But I'm gonna bring up the one that I think for MSU um, and this is going to extend the cast because I know that's what Ryan and Matt want to do. It, we talked so much <laughs> about the games that are losable and expect to lose. What is, I would what do you, there's sleeper losses on the schedule. Like there is for each team, there is one that you, it's Northwestern. It's Northwestern. See, this is not a question. I actually think it's Illinois. No. No. At home? No. At it's, home. It's so it has nothing to do with you guys, but no, it's off a of no, bye yeah, week, and no. Mark is Mark is stupid. So it's no, off a of bye that. week. So against the week before is Penn, not the week before, but the game before is Penn State. Obviously, they always get a high before that, and then Michigan is the week. Exactly, after. So it is sandwiched. No. It is super high. If Illinois has a big jump this year, this is late in the season. So if Illinois does take a big step this year, but again, what is their strength? It's the thing we are just not going to be. We, no one is going to beat us running the ball. That's not. I can tell you, promise you one thing. Nobody's going to beat us running the football. That's them not taking happen. a them so, taking a sizable Adams. step is going to be more on just running the ball. I'm not saying you're going to lose this game. I mean, this is a far sleeper. Northwestern this is, is the this game. Is a, There's no discussion. It's no. I mean, you brought up Northwestern. Not really a sleeper. Yeah, that's what I. Northwestern is one that you said you're going like to lose almost. <laughs> Um, you talked about Northwestern. Uh, I mean, to be fair, my two the two losses that I'm picking are Michigan and Northwestern. Exactly. So that's not a sleeper. So I would say Illinois because it's sandwiched uh, between Penn State and Michigan. No. And if they, they take this step, go ten and two. I, I I would place my confidence for the Illinois game. I'd put it at ten. They that's not. Happening. And for Michigan, it's got, got I, to be Iowa. It's the only game on the schedule that could qualify. Like. Right, and I think that that's going to be a game that if Iowa winds up being as good as I think they are. <laughs> Michigan, if Iowa is good as they think you are, it'll be a miracle if Michigan they reaches 10 they wins think this year. I am? The I thing don't that's think funny, they think I, of me. <laughs> you giving props to Michigan's schedule and acknowledging that a 10-win season is a, is a success. Extreme success. I didn't say that. A 10-win season will have people calling for Harbaugh's job. That, that doesn't it's not going to. Nothing is. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. And listen, the university it would take either scandal or just like seven win seasons for Harbaugh to be asked to leave. Like him oversigning, but right? we're not doing that. We're honestly, we've had a good cast where I haven't screamed at you, I haven't disparaged your name, and I haven't sworn that much. I haven't sworn that much. Super creepy, like sleep with the recruit. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Ohio State stole that. Sleeping over recruits. We did that first. Um, okay. I, and you stole I it from Penn State. To, I think that this well has started to run dry. Oh, I'll dry your well. The old men, I think the old, the old men are also falling asleep on us. So we're going to go in this order. We're going to be Don, uh, we're going to be Don, Matt, Ryan, Paul, So the myself. same order we've done the whole so night. So you got, who is winning the conference? Don. Did we already Michigan. establish this? Michigan one, Dylan's Ohio State the, two, Michigan State three. Dylan. <laughs> Easy enough, Matt. Ohio State's one of the Easy. conference. Easy enough, Ryan. Ohio State, I'm, unreliable. This is super predictable, oh. and I already know who Dylan's going to pick. He's going to be the lone defector of the West. Um, for me, <laughs> and I'm not confident about this. I think it's a very 50-50 preposition, but if I have to say today, I, and again, confidence, five. But I, I would pick Michigan for all the things that we talked about, but it could easily be easily be Ohio State. Uh, you are correct. I, I'm telling you, I, I just I have an inclination and it's either the inclination for this team is either going to be Clemson circa twenty sixteen or it's gonna be Florida State <laughs> oh, circa no. twenty sixteen. Oh god. So either I'm going to be so painfully right that I got the final score of the national title correct, or I was so painfully wrong that I was shamed from college football knowledge forever. So, uh, but I, yeah, I, th- I think I was going to win. But the going, conference. you're going off type, and that's fine. I mean, so you expect them to win the West, which is not a bad take. And if you're in the title game, you have a shot. Period. And. And so, I, unless you're Ohio if, State if, against Michigan, if it's Michigan that they're meeting, they've already played them once. I don't care what the discrepancy is; not easy to beat a team twice in football. I, I, well, I, I mean, if, if if let's put it this way: if Iowa were to beat Michigan, I don't think y'all are gonna be there. It would probably be no. I, I meant the other way around. Oh, uh, I get yeah. So I, I just I, again I just have this inclination with Iowa and I trust Nathan Stanley a lot, uh, but you know we will see. So I guess now that we have that out of the way for the college football playoff, again same order: Don, Matt, Ryan, Paul, and myself to close this out. Thank you for everyone who's gotten Shoot, this I can far and for Matt already. for editing all this. What is the college football playoff final four going to look like, Don? Uh, well, I think Michigan's going to win the Big Ten. I think they're going to get there. So Michigan, Clemson, Alabama for sure are both going to get there. Like I said, I think they're going to both run the table also. And then the fourth team, man, um, I'm going to go with Georgia. Um, I kind of wanted to go outside the box, but either Georgia or Oklahoma. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Georgia. To, to be that fourth okay. team in. So two SEC teams yet again yeah. for the third year in a row, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, all right, Matt. Uh, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Short and concise. Time. I didn't even catch all that. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> pretty much what you expect. Um, then you got uh, Ryan. Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. I will tell you though, Oklahoma is a fraud. Somebody's hating on that. They play in the Big Twelve, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Jalen Hurts, no defense. 
He ain't got no All Americans except uh, what's his face, Ceedee Lamb. It's the big. Uh, all right, Paul. This is extremely difficult for me to do. So, Alabama and Clemson are going to make the Final Four. So at least I really do think so. I I don't believe in the rest of the SEC uh, to take down Bama. So at least two spots up for grabs. If Michigan does indeed win the Big Ten, it will be them, barring a loss to Notre Dame, who could sneak into that spot if Michigan somehow goes 10-2 and and wins the Big Ten with a loss to Notre Dame. It would be weird, but I would pick Michigan. If not Michigan, obviously Ohio State. Oklahoma is not going to make the playoff this year. And the last spots are going to get really interesting because Oregon has possibly the number one pick in the draft on their team. Not from our experience. Dude's trash. His team let him down last year, and that is the Pac-12 kind of sucks. And more Joe Bocci let him down. So it wouldn't be surprising <laughs> if a team rose out of the Pac-12 unscathed. And if that happens, this year I think they would end up in the playoff. But how can you project any of those teams to the playoff? It's almost impossible. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I am going to say Michigan, Clemson, Alabama, and one loss, Notre Dame. All right. Well, mine is probably going to be the most mixed and messed up of all of them. It's not Iowa. So, we know that. Because you already said so the West Champs having two losses. So Georgia is going to be the number one overall seed. Clemson, tenuous, but them. Because here's the thing. If Trevor Lawrence is hurt for any length of time... Uh, let's let's put it this way: Clemson better not. They better not lose. Let's, uh, even if he's healthy, they better not lose because if they do, the ACC is too weak to justify even a one loss. I mean, I thought that a couple years ago, so I don't know. Well, uh, no, but this is like an all-time bad ACC. But I, anyways, Georgia, Clemson, Texas, and despite not winning the conference, they're not going to do this to the school again. Ohio State with, I would say probably at an eleven and one record will over will jump over Iowa just like they did Penn State in twenty sixteen. So hold up, hold up. So you would have them losing to Iowa and us though. No, no, just no, Iowa, I don't just think, Iowa. He's saying no. Yeah. Well, you said our two losses are Northwestern and Michigan. He, so hold on, this is not a zero sum game. Michigan stop, is playing. Michigan is playing. Michigan would wind up playing. In the, in the Big Ten title, I think Iowa wins the Big Ten title. Michigan is playing in it, though. Ohio State doesn't make it because they lose the last game of the year to Michigan. This is not taking place in a vacuum. The, the records and wins, and they don't have to add up against each other. I mean, they do. This is projection. This is in real life, yeah, but this is projection. These are odds. These are what we feel like is going to happen. Right, but... I think that if Iowa were to win, there's no chance they get in if Ohio State has even the same record. I, Iowa won't get in, but I don't. I don't. I just don't think in that scenario Ohio State would either. I don't know. I mean, they, I thought the wouldn't. same thing. So when it, Penn, I think same thing with Penn State back in 2016, but Penn State got out. And I'm Ohio surprised State your Texas Tech so love didn't. Or I'm sorry, Texas A&M love Texas didn't show Especially if in your scenario Alabama doesn't get in, and them in Ohio no. State, unless you think Alabama's going to have like three losses, but if them in Ohio State I both don't win the conference and they only have one loss. I just don't think the committee is going to be willing to keep Ohio State out yet again. 
The thing, there's just such a high probability yeah. that two SEC teams make it, yeah. too. I don't think Alabama is as easy of a shoe-in as everyone else because I think Tua's growth is kind of not so exactly my, what so everyone my, expected. The reason I think it is is because, A, obviously they're coming in hyped up and ranked extremely high, but who's going to beat them? The SEC just doesn't have the Georgia. teams. Okay, so Georgia I, th- I think that and Texas if, and if they have one, one team Alabama goes to the is going playoffs. I think that Alabama's going to wind up losing to Texas A&M in an upset. Okay, so that's where and that's fine if if that's what you think that that justifies that 100%. But I just don't really see that many lost possibilities on the schedule for either Georgia or Alabama. But this is an but this is I will say in the SEC narrative is is going to be interesting how it plays out, but at least on the Clemson side, uh they, they cannot lose and with alabama in the regular season i don't think they can afford to lose i just don't because i think who does who does um clemson plays texas a&m right yeah they play texas a&m at home so i don't think i don't see them losing that game and even if even if they did they still make the playoff to me like it's because they'll win with an undefeated record in the ACC. Because I just the ACC but sucks. But the ACC is so god awful. But you're, you're defending that. national champs at steamrolled Alabama. They'll get benefit of the doubt like Florida State did. I, I just I, I just don't see a path that Clemson's not in it. In our final parting message, I think I can speak for everybody on this when I say Don Drysdale. Thank you so much for staying up with us for one thing. Man, there we go. There we go. Dap it up. There it. Up. Dap it up. Staying up this late for one thing, but also just joining us in general. We're going to be seeing you next week for certain, uh, and hopefully you'll have a you'll be able to dig in with the Lions just as much as you did with Michigan. Thank you for being here with us. Thanks hopefully for having me, guys. Appreciate to it. Not talk about the Michigan and Packers games from 1965. One Oklahoma. Good sucks. night.